Hey guys, it's Hope here with the Hopeful Spirit Podcast. The alternative wellness series is all about sharing information on practices, modalities, and therapies that will elevate your life. To grow our knowledge, I'll be having conversations with thought leaders, practitioners, and influencers as we journey together through a network of holistic health. Everybody, welcome to the Hopeful Spirit Podcast. This is Valerie Maxim. Yes. Maximizing your life. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being with us today and sharing all your wisdom. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing really good, yes. It's nice to meet you, how we met, too. I love how connections happen. Yeah. To me, it's it's the best way to to get um, information out to everybody. I mean, we Mm -hmm. have the the great technology age and we can reach beyond the walls of our our spaces right right exactly yes yeah so tell me a little bit about what you do and what really gets you like going what's your what what fires you up what fires me up is whenever (laughs) i um i can encourage and uplift other people Mm -hmm. you know they always say you have to have your exact target market so I say women, but I will tell you it's so interesting. I talk to more men than I do women, which I'll, is I'll uh, which is which that. is really um you know, I I, I I didn't go into it like that, but yeah, you know, it, so my message is really for all people. I even have you know teens and stuff because I lived fifty years of my life just existing, mm. like literally existing, like okay, I gotta breathe, those kind of things, you know, just have to have panic attacks and just just like okay, this can't be how life is supposed mm. to be, and so. When I came through that, and I took eight years after my divorce to really, and I didn't think it was going to be eight years. I wanted to be married like in the next like six months, okay? So, wow. <laughs> so I'm one that, I've been with someone since high school, so this was, an, I didn't go into this thinking, oh, I'm going to take time for me. This is just yeah. how it happened. And looking back, it's the greatest thing that could have ever happened because I began a journey of knowing me and in, in understanding me in why I created patterns mm-hmm. and why I was in the place I was in because it's so easy to blame and be like, you know, I'm like this because I'm like this. Well, if I would have raised in a, in a better home or if we had more money or, you know, you have all of the what ifs. Yeah. And so for me to be able to, to have that time and come out the other side and like be at a place that I'm at right now, like I can't even explain it. The happiness, the joy, mm-hmm. the peace, the, the, like the purpose and you're just like every single day you wake up and it's like you're going on a field trip when you're a kid like what's going to happen today like who I'm going to talk to who I'm going to get to be around and and in life is is exciting and and there's just a just a piece that I never thought I never thought it was possible Mm -hmm. without maybe taking drugs or (laughs) doing (laughs) something like I'm like hey this is not normal Mm -hmm. and I would have never believed this you know Mm -hmm. even like two years ago so for me it's like I want to share with people that there is hope and don't ever just take like when somebody says, well, that's just how it is, or you just have panic attacks, that's how it is. Mm. Yeah, you're depressed, that's just how it is. Or now, take some medicine. Right, and I'm not I'm not against saying that because there's definitely a time and a place for that. I'm not a doctor, so I'm right. not going to tell somebody, <laughs> stop taking your stuff. But at the same time, there's so many things you can do alongside, you know, yeah. of, even if you're having to take things or you have depression and anxiety. Because I had to take some things for anxiety, but when I started working on me and working on me, it was... It was just amazing how just things started unfolding and mm. all the way back from, I don't know how far, how you want me to start my story or where you want me to start from. But. I, I, want, I was going to ask you, what's, what was the catalyst? So you said you got divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
what happened after that to make you be like, I'm not going to be this way or like, right. can you maybe talk about so, how you felt and then. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, when I divorced, that was, that was very hard because I've been with someone since I was 18 mm-hmm. and this is 44 and stay at home mom. So you're like, okay, like you got to think about how you pay your bills. How do you, you know, make things work and. Who are you? So, and who am I? And, you know, we were in counseling when I was married for many years. And I don't want to say anything bad about him because looking back, we were just the wrong people for each other. So I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to go into all that. But the catalyst for me was whenever my counselor brought me back in and he said, you know, I worry for you now that you're single because you don't know yourself. You haven't. There's a lot of things in life you haven't had that you should have, and you can't just, like, be with the first person who's nice to you, the mm. first person, you know, that mm-hmm. you need to get to know you. And so when he brought me in, I was like, okay, yeah, like, he's like, you should probably at least wait two years. I'm thinking, okay, well, that doesn't work, because I want to be married, like, in a year, yeah. you know, I don't want to be by myself. And it, was, it wasn't intentional at all, like I said, it was just going through things and trying to figure me out and... And then you have a lot of time by yourself because, you know, when you divorce like that, it's interesting how married friends and friends just kind of not, mm-hmm. not necessarily like they're meaning to leave your life. No, it just, they're just not in your life anymore. It just slowly starts, you know, you know, the, the circles that I, when we had the, the, you know, the finances, the circles you ran and stuff, it just kind of all goes away mm-hmm. and you just become more and more isolated because I can't afford to go to those things right now mm-hmm. and do all of that. So then there's all this alone time. And, and, you know, the first time you go to dinner by yourself or you go sit at the bar by yourself, okay, I've never done this, or go to a movie by yourself. Mm-hmm. And at first it's, 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 you know, it, it's awkward. Like you're, you're thinking, okay, should I feel weird? Are people looking at me? Like, you know, are they thinking something's wrong with me because mm-hmm. I'm by myself? You know, yeah. you just, but the more you, the more I did it, the more I actually started enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like getting out of that comfort zone. Just because it feels uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not the right thing for you at mm-hmm. the time. So, um, I want to answer your question. So the catalyst of yeah. exactly, you're saying the, the catalyst of change, I guess, what activity or, um, what do you feel was the most effective in bringing you back to, okay. Yeah, I got that. Okay. <laughs> so I went, so in this, I went to a friend's house. She, she posted something on Facebook. I'm having a girls get together and mm-hmm. I've known her since I was like 12. So I messaged her, Oh, I'm going to come over and they had a life coach there. And I didn't even know what a life coach was then. I'd never really heard of one. Mm-hmm. And we started talking, and I have a butterfly tattoo on my foot, and she's about butterflies. And so we just had this connection. And um, I ended up investing, even though I didn't have the money. I found credit cards. I invested. I knew at that moment that I need something, and I don't really know, but my heart felt right to go with her. So mm-hmm. we had that first conversation, which is always usually a free consultation. Mm-hmm. And after talking to her, I'm like, okay, I have to have this. Like, mm-hmm. I have to you know, to make that change. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest turning point was when she started, ask, well, first of all, when she started asking me questions, I couldn't even answer the questionnaire. So mm-hmm. that was a big red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite place to travel? What do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I had to ask her, what does a hobby mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I've heard of that, but like, what do you mean hobby? I mean, I'm mom of four, raised my kids, but stay like, and she's like, you know, like, what do you do for you? Like an outlet, like, you know, do you run? Do you play tennis? Do you do all these mm-hmm. things? So, so that really got me thinking like, okay, I need to do something for me. That's mm-hmm. just my fun time. So 
I tried running. I ran the Houston Marathon. Oh. 26 miles, never stopped. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was a big thing. But I'm like, okay, one and done. I hated it. I'm like, I'm uh -huh. not a runner. And then I tried tennis. And I'm like... And then I went to lunch with a friend and she, or coffee at Starbucks, and she was like, hey, I'm going to sign up for this bikini competition. Oh. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. And at this time, I was actually still training for my marathon because this was like in December and I was running in January. She goes, well, it's in April and, you know, you, you have a coach and you, you know, you dial down your weight and you, she was just giving me all the, mm. and I remember back when I was in high school because I was a gymnast. Mm -hmm. I used to watch all the fitness girls, mm -hmm. had their posters on my wall. Like, I want to do that someday. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what they called it back then, but same concept of being in a suit and on stage. And when I got married, you know, to my first husband, I got married because I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I still had that dream to do that. But that relationship, he did not like me being in the gym. Oh. So he's like, you're not doing that. You're not getting on stage. And not only that, you're not going to the gym. So mm -hmm. my gym membership was taken away. Oh, and so man. it was a very, you know, hard time. And then I kind of just laid it down. And I had three kids, all my stretch marks, all the things yeah. that happened. So you're like, okay, that just, that just kind of came and went. But that was a dream that I had way back as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so when she started talking about that, I'm just asking her questions in my head, like, you're not doing that. But I just wanted to know, right? Oh, where yeah. is it? What's it called? And mm -hmm. I'm not even writing anything down. I'm just listening. Mm -hmm. And so when I left, I like Googled it. I went home and I signed up for oh. this competition in, in, in April. And so that to me was the biggest turning point because I did something for me mm -hmm. that I'd always wanted to do. Even though at my age now, I'm going to get on stage for the first time at 45 or 46, stretch marks, like all the things that I, if I couldn't have done this back at 19, mm. what am I thinking to get on stage and do this at this age, right? Yeah. But something just felt right about doing it. And I'll tell you, when my first show, I'll just make it real quick on this part, but we, I had drove to Dallas. Now, mind you, at this point, up to, up to when I divorced, I was having panic attacks every day. So driving was always hard and an issue. Mm. And so the thing of wait, you're going to drive to Dallas by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I had an online coach, so you're going with no coach. Mm -hmm. And you don't really, the posing is, you know, you always want a posing coach in person, and I didn't have that. Mm. I'm going, okay, but I'm going. So I went and I drove there, and, you know, you, you go to get on stage, and you look out, and this was a big show. So there was probably at least 500, maybe more, in the crowd. Wow. And I go to get on stage, and I don't know what happened, but I'm like shaking and I'm looking like a deer in the headlights and at the crowd. And I'm just like, all kinds of stuff was going through my head. Like this was the dumbest decision. I, what, what are we really thinking? <laughs> I turned the wrong way. I posed the wrong way. I just wanted to get off that stage because nobody, I wasn't there with anybody. I want to get off that stage and go back to my hotel room and be, I'm okay. I'm, that was not what I wanted. <laughs> But I had two more categories, so you oh. so they, they take you off and bring you around. I'm like, okay, I could just go, because I don't have a coach here, or I can go back around and make a fool of myself again. <laughs> but anyway, so I, the ladies, so we went back around, I got back on stage. That time was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Then by the third time around, now I'm on my, my category of my age group, 45 and up. I was a little calmer, and so I went on stage. And then I still went back to my room, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I just did, but whatever. We'll go back to awards. Mm -hmm. At night, you go back to awards. Mm -hmm. And what I learned in that show was, you know, it's so easy. It would have been so easy to give up because with the first time I went on stage, I literally, people were laughing. Like, it was that bad. Like, oh. I was shaking. I didn't know how to go to the right spot because mm -hmm. I was taught to come on stage the other way. Mm -hmm. Well, when we went on stage this way, 
and and then you're just looking at people and and it's a, we only have a 15 second routine so then when you're just sitting there and then you're trying to hurry it up and not do it and not mm. it was a mess i wish i would have it on video to go yeah. back and see it <laughs> but regardless of that i went around and did it again you know it's making mm. yourself do it even because it's not really failure really it's 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 in our failures that we learn what to do better next time. Mm. It's learning moments. Yeah. So the next time, I'm like, okay, I think I know now what I should have done. I should have just watched, you know, so then the next time I do a little better. Yeah. And then by the third time, I said it was a lot better. And so when I went back that night, I got like last place in uh-huh. the first category, last place in the second category. <laughs> but in the 45 and up, I got first place. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, and it was like, so it really was, that was a real moment of, for me, of, just because things are hard or, or, or you, it doesn't go your way the first time mm-hmm. or the second time doesn't mean it's not for you. doesn't mean that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a really like, if I didn't get that first place, I could tell you I probably, I already know, I would have never competed again. Mm-hmm. So there was something about having that little win. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do this. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's building your confidence. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting in front of people and it's not about them. It was about me because mm-hmm. I was the most broken person Ever, because at that point in my life, I had been told in in different ways. My first husband actually said things like, "You're not pretty. Nobody will ever mm-hmm. want you. You're." It was always a flaw, mm-hmm. and I had similar things, different things in my my. So you had twenty four years of just zero self esteem. Yeah, and so for me, that was such. I don't care who is laughing, and you have to think about that when you're doing for you. It's like, you don't know where I came from. Yeah. You don't know what this is like huge for me. When you think that you, your whole life, you thought like you're the ugliest person that ever lived on the earth, like, because mm-hmm. you were made to feel that way. It doesn't matter what people see you as. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. Mm-hmm. And so to get out there and be in this suit and feel like, okay, maybe I could do this mm-hmm. and maybe I could have some, um, some kind of success. So mm-hmm. that was really... You know, sometimes when we're so broken, we need something that gets us a win, mm-hmm. whether it's a little win here, a little win there, because those little wins add up mm-hmm. and they start building your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest turning point for me in building my self-confidence. And like I said, through all of my competitions, I always had breakthroughs. I always had, they were like my therapy. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, how, what am I going to learn about myself mm-hmm. in this competition and pushing myself to the extremes mm-hmm. in, in that area, then it flows to other areas. Do you feel like a lot of people that um, come to you for your coaching have those those some same kind of perspectives? Like they're they're needing like some kind of self worth help, or they've mm-hmm. had like they're coming from an abusive relationship where or program that mm-hmm. these thoughts are in their head. You know, it's 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 I, it's interesting because people just come up to me out of nowhere and talk. And, and I'm very good at keeping the vault. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm just good at just listening and not. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that I have just admired over the years and just like your, their life is perfect, they just will come and share with me things mm-hmm. that you never know. So mm-hmm. when you say that, I think we all have things. And, mm-hmm. and there's things when I talk to people, they're like, I, you know, this happened to me at 12, 13. I've never told anybody to this day and I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like 40, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you never know what's going on inside somebody because most people don't have a safe place or they don't even know how. Like they just think, mm-hmm. well, if I just kind of forget that, like it didn't, then I'm going to be okay. <laughs> but like we talked about earlier, that is not always the case. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when I said, you know, my dad passed away at 12 years old mm-hmm. and I was up with him and I witnessed it. He had leukemia. He came home. He was sick. He fell in the bathroom. 
And we never spoke about it the next day. Mm. It was like it just, and so just by that, so many things. That was a moment in my life where just everything kind of for me just, I want to say, was a turning point down because, mm-hmm. you know, when that happened and not in not addressing it, not healing and not talking about it, it developed me into a person at 12 years old who began, began having panic attacks and then I began being very shy and quiet because I was so scared because I didn't tell anybody. I mm. think I'm dying. Like, okay, what is happening to me? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm in school walking through the halls in sixth grade and you're just like not in your body and your heart's going and you're just like, you know, am mm. I crazy? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? And I never said anything. So by not addressing that, I became quiet. Then I became labeled shy. Mm-hmm. You know, then people, you know, I never had a boyfriend all the way through high school, you know, I did get pregnant right out of high school, but that's like the first boy I met. We'll go there later. But, <laughs> but you know, so you then, when you don't heal, then all of a sudden, for me, and this is what I like to tell people, you don't realize the patterns you start creating in your life. And, and, and then by not healing, you're closing things off. Mm-hmm. So now you're not attracting. We attract who we are, what we mm-hmm. are. So then I attracted, for me, I started attracting the wrong relationships, the wrong friendships, the wrong opportunities, mm-hmm. the wrong everything. And then you wake up at, you know, I woke up, you know, wake up at 45 years old and you're just like, okay, I, that was like a, a long dream. You mm-hmm. know, this is not how life should be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just coming to, you know, to just a moment of, you know, trying to process all of that. Yeah. All those layers just kind of build on top of each other. There's and you talked about the peeling, so many peeling layers. back of that. And that can be through many conversations. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not something that happens overnight. No, no, oh, no. I'm always like, it took you 30 years to exactly. get this Exactly, and it's been eight years of me. Literally, I've dated one time for two years in this eight year period, and that was about three and a half years ago. And that's when I really knew I had to mm-hmm. change because that just was like, you know, I thought that person was everything I ever wanted in my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like, thank you God, this is every last thing, like mm-hmm. my soulmate finally. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't have been more toxic than my other relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's when I really had to start looking at myself like, okay, Valerie, like, I don't want to say this, but I'm the common denominator here, obviously, (laughs) because I keep attracting the same kind of relationships, the Mm -hmm. same kind of men, but I could get mad at him and I could tell all the stories and you could be feeling sorry for me. But at the same time, the bigger question to me was, why did I allow it? Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. why did I allow that? You know, because looking back who I am now, it would never, but I realized, you know, like you said, in life, it is, you can't be hard on yourself. We're always learning, growing, evolving. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lifelong thing. You're never going to get there. You're never going to yeah. arrive. But it's just, if you're open to, you know, investing in yourself, to me, that's my biggest thing mm-hmm. to try to get people. Sometimes people don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't really think about it. Yeah. And you don't think about that you're your longest relationship with yourself. And then you don't really think about that you know yourself less than you know who you're married to mm-hmm. or your kids or, mm-hmm. and, and why is that? Why are we so afraid to invest in ourselves and, in, in love ourselves? Mm-hmm. It's not a selfish thing. It's like when you get to that place that you truly love yourself, mm-hmm. I can't even explain it. You're able to put boundaries up. You're able to, um, you know, go to those higher places and, and it's not being mean to anybody, right. but you're, you have to take care of you first. Put your mask on first. Mm-hmm. You have to be happy, healthy, whole. Because mm-hmm. if you're the happiest, healthiest, whole person you can be, mm-hmm. then you're better for your spouse or whoever you're with or your children or your friendships. 
you know, your job, your anything, because now you're showing up every day as mm -hmm. your highest self, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're who you're supposed to be. So mm -hmm. then you're having the right conversations, attracting the right people, attracting the right opportunities, you know, walking in your purpose, finding your purpose. And some people never find their purpose. They're like, I don't know. I don't even know what I like. And that's okay because when I was there, I couldn't even fill out the questionnaire. Right. I could not even fill out the question. Right. I'm not even kidding you. I just sat there and cried. I'm like, I, I even told her, I said, I don't even know that I want to do this with you because I can't answer these questions. Right. Or it's and too I much. Felt, I felt like almost like, like something's really wrong with me, but I just want to walk away and run. Like, okay, I'm not. Mm -hmm. So no matter where someone's at, you just have to start, you know, and, and it, it might be hard, but it's so worth it and it's so worth just it's almost like you make it like a fun game like mm. let me let me find things out about myself try new things you know some people find such pride that I've talked to I've never done this I've never done that I've never and you try to just shift their mindset mm. start trying new things it's not gonna hurt you right you know maybe you think you hate tennis but have you ever played well no my mom hated it and she this that and the other you know, we sometimes we just get things in our head and, and we just, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think you can get your mind open and you can just at least try and then make the decision yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, that didn't work. I'm like, I didn't know, but I tried running. I did the one and done. I'm like, okay, I ran mm -hmm. the full marathon. I'm done. Tried tennis. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I've truly tried things to see until you get to that one thing that you're like, no, this is what I'm meant to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you can't ask other people. That's another thing. People are like, well, do you think I should do this or I should do that? And I will, you ask 10 friends and you're going to get 10 different answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can, you can ask to kind of get there what they think you would be good. And then you, but ultimately you have to get, and that's about knowing yourself, but like how many people, and I know I was the same way. Mm -hmm. You don't know. People will ask you questions and you're like, well, I don't know. I would sit in coaching sessions and she would ask me questions and I'm like, I don't know. She goes, well, I don't know. It's not going to work. So we're going to sit here and you'd have quiet moments. Mm -hmm. One minute two minutes, three minutes, you're like, this is awkward. I really, like, my brain would be, like, literally on lockdown. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And it's like, say something. Because mm -hmm. we do know. Mm -hmm. We just have to relax and just say something. You know, just, it's baby steps. It's just, it's just letting yourself, you know, letting yourself try new things. Be, com be comfortable, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I use that all the time because yeah. it's so true. And mm -hmm. I think breaking that that barrier that being open mm -hmm. to new experiences or just trying new things whether you know you're gonna like it or not is important yeah. um I, I wanted to ask you um what is what question like when people call you what are they what are the, what is the most common um question they might ask you <clears throat> a lot a lot where you're like i'm tired board. of saying this over and over again <laughs> Across the board, people they'll they'll ask me they're like, "How are you so confident?" And like, "How do you, you you're you just like walk in a room and we're so intimidated mm -hmm. or whatever you know, of confidence? Mm -hmm. How do you how, how I mean you're just like born like that?" Mm -hmm. And you know, to me, I just I chuckle because I'm like, "Okay, you have no idea." I mean, even <laughs> today when you know it's always it's it's it never gets easy. It gets easier, but you know, what I'm saying yeah. we all still have to keep. There's moments of your confidence might not be there, but you don't show it. You work through it. It's mm -hmm. a mindset. You know, you're mm -hmm. like, no, I've got this. Okay, shoulders back. We're, we're going to, you know, show mm -hmm. up today. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the main thing I, I get asked is I need more confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't, um, I would say that's universal across teens, men, women. You know, I just don't have the confidence. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they don't even know where to start. 
so what would what's um what would a typical session with you look like or are they all different or they all are different but in the beginning I really like to um like I said the first session I really like Mm -hmm. to sit down and just we just go through a lot of Mm -hmm. things maybe they've never thought about you know well Mm -hmm. how did your mom treat your dad how did your dad treat your mom Mm -hmm. were you were you raised in in a foster home were you like I you know because that all plays into who we Mm -hmm. become Mm -hmm. we we you know we get things that we call limiting beliefs by our childhood, maybe our teachers, maybe a close aunt or relative, grandparent. Um, you know, some people grew up, you know, hear, you know, hearing things, you know, money's not for us. You know, money doesn't grow on trees and, and you know, that's for those people and money is evil. And, you mm-hmm. know, the, we think that's funny just to hear that, but you don't realize when that's drilled in your subconscious and then, uh, then as you're an adult and you're like, well, I can't break this barrier mm-hmm. to make more money. And then you really break it down when you talk to somebody of what their beliefs are on it mm-hmm. and they don't realize all day long they're just saying well this isn't just for me you know m- money is for people that are in that family or mm-hmm. my my family doesn't have any money like all the way down the thing so that's not for me they believe these limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and they don't realize when that gets stuck in the subconscious the subconscious is what leads us mm-hmm. and you know like driving here I didn't think okay I'm gonna get in my car Take your right hand, Valerie. Do you know you're not right. You just do because yeah. the subconscious is programmed. So it's no different. Like I like to tell people that your subconscious as a child, you have your impressionable years, things were put in us. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you were made to never feel good enough. Maybe, you know, you were back in my time, I got spanked every day. I was always doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I was, but I'm just saying, you know, there's just right. certain things that your subconscious just starts believing that, you know. And you know, for me growing up, I never I always had a thing with, you know, everybody, for whatever reason, would always want to put my looks down mm-hmm. from as far back as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Mean boys, mm-hmm. mean girls. Mm-hmm. And so my whole life, I just struggled with that because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm never going to fit in. I'm never going to be enough. I, I'm never, you know, mm-hmm. and then that, that goes into so many other areas of your life. So when I sit down with someone, you really want to try to get to like, okay, where are you at today? Where are you wanting to go? Let's first start, why are you here? Like, mm. what's keeping you here? Because it's what's between your two ears is what's talking to you every day. Mm. Because you're no different than the person who has what you want to have, mm. really. I mean, if you think about it, whatever that is, mm-hmm. it's a mindset. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, you have to believe in yourself. And I don't think you can believe in yourself and have self-confidence until you first find self-love. Mm. Because, you know, so it kind of all kind of goes in an order of, you know, so when I really sit down with someone, I'm like, okay, are you coachable? We talk about different things, like, and trying to just lay that whole groundwork so they can understand, okay, this is the things I'm going to have to be willing yes. to work on. Because yes. some people I've talked to in the beginning are like, well, I like all that, but not the self-love. Like, I just think that's selfish. <sighs> okay, so then I have to really bring it back down to, to yeah. understanding, okay, well, that's kind Come of... Come on, girl, that's probably of, really your root issue. kind of where we really need to start. And I'm not... When I say self-love, I am not better than anybody else by any means whatsoever. Right. And, and that's not what that means. And, and it's just about, you know, if you're going to, you have kids. I mean, I have my kids. I would do anything for them. Like, mm. I love them. I should have that same care for myself, too. Yes. Yes. And yes. so it's, and, and then your kids pick up on that. So when you raise your kids and they can pick up on your your insecurities. That's how we, I think we keep passing these things generations yeah, and generations, right? Yeah. Like, it's the worst thing a woman can do for her daughters to hear. And I'm just going to say this is I'm fat and I'm ugly and this doesn't look right. And, and, and my, like it, it really damages your, your children. And, and then, 
And then as they grow up and they feel those same mm. things, well, my mom is beautiful, but she thinks this and, mm. and it just kind of keeps going. And you have to stop that. Like who said you're not beautiful? Like yeah. where did that come from? Because whose standard, who says what's beautiful? Yeah. And you know, people, people will stop me now when I'm places and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're, you're so beautiful. And I know what that is. That's the, they're seeing my inside. Right. They're right. seeing, cause it, I always tell all, all women. Beauty begins within. Mm. There are some people that, you know, if you were just to look at them, they're just plain Jane. Like, they don't mm. even really do anything with themselves. Mm. But that personality comes out, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you are <laughs> so beautiful. Like, yeah. I love you. Like, I just want to be around you. And so it really does, you know, start within, and it yes. starts with that self-love. And so when you can work on the self-love. So when I wrote my book, mm-hmm. I wrote it in kind of the orders of the things which I would coach on and which I would tell people mm. is kind of what... It made sense after I went back and looked at it. The beginning of my book, I talk about, I do an analogy of an airplane. Okay. So I do it like, I talk about my whole life. It's been up to me to fly and soar to the places I want to go. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. It's up to the next person. It's in our hand. Mm-hmm. We're created to create. Mm-hmm. Like no one's just going to come and show up for us and make it happen. Yeah. But because of all my past hurts and my disappointments and my bad decisions and I, I just, all the resentment, I had so much baggage mm. that I just didn't want to let go of, like things that I didn't have resolve over or I had, you know, I didn't have answers to and, well, they just left and I don't understand why and I just need closure and, you know, mm. all of these things and you stay stuck, like you're talking about staying stuck. Mm-hmm. I stay stuck because I need closure on this and I need this and one year goes into five years and you're still stuck there. Mm-hmm. And now you have more baggage because now you're, you just keep accumulating all this baggage. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about, I had this vision and the vision was, um, it just said, you know, Valerie, you, you, you have been in control this whole time to when you take off, but unfortunately you have chosen to mm-hmm. hang on to all your baggage of your mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. Your airplane is too heavy to take off. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It can't, mm-hmm. but you know, when we're heavy and we feel heavy and we're down, we're not going to show up and, and be our greater self and yeah. conquer the world, you know? So it kind of made sense when I was, this just came to me. And it said, but, but now that you've one by one been letting your baggage go, you've been mm. working on yourself and you, it doesn't mean that I, I'm, I, just because I forgive someone doesn't mean that I'm their best friend. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, Hey, you know, it's all good. I forgive so I can heal and move on. Yeah. And so when I forgive and I for, also had to forgive myself, was even harder, mm. you know, then my baggage, my plane became lighter and now I'm able oh, to soar. Yeah. Now I'm able to take off. Now I'm able to go to places I never had been able to go mm-hmm. because I forgave. And then my next chapter I go in and I talk about self love because now that I did that, I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah. Oh, wait, okay. I need to give myself some self care. I need yeah. to, you know, when I'm, when I'm getting overwhelmed, what can I do for me? Go take a bubble bath, go, get a massage, go mm-hmm. do something for me because I, I'm, you know, I have to take care of me. Right. And, you know, so then I did that. Then the next chapter, I'll just be real quick on these, but it's just kind of a little simple order here. You know, then the next chapter is, okay, this is good, but now I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are my limiting beliefs? You know, for me, I didn't have self-love because I correlated self-love to my physical appearance because the men that I were with always put it down in some way or some form, pinch my fat, say things to me. And so for me, I was never good enough unless I looked good enough. So I couldn't say the words, I am beautiful. Mm. I mean, 
because I was starting with my affirmations to say them out loud. Remember we talked about the subconscious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that subconscious needs to get changed because in my subconscious, if I'm just going, I'm, I'm ugly. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, ugh, I don't even mm-hmm. look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And so when I had to start saying my affirmations in the morning out loud, I would say, I am be- be- beautiful. Like I literally couldn't get it off my oh, tongue. You think I'm laugh. You think it's funny, but I really couldn't. Yeah. It probably took me two years to get to where I could just say, I am beautiful. But do you really believe me when I'm saying that? Yeah, right. Right? And then I would say about five years in, like I said, this is a process. It's not overnight. Right. I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. Like, I know what I bring to this world. Uh-huh. You know, who defines beauty? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the best version of myself I can every day. I'm going to create the best version mm. of myself every day. Whatever that looks like for me, I'm just going to keep experimenting and trying mm. and growing and so when I show up places, you know, I am able to be a light that others are attracted to, to then yes. pour into them. Right. And so, but you can see how that energy shifts and, you know, mm-hmm. that changes. So words are so powerful. So when I work with people, we have to identify their limiting beliefs so we can start turning that. Because if you can get that subconscious to turn around, mm-hmm. you're not even, when that turns, you're, you're going to flip. Because mm-hmm. if your subconscious believes, if, if. Let's just say you had a financial goal of making X amount of dollars a year. That's just mm-hmm. your goal because you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, then I could give more. I could travel. I could help people. And you get that lined up to where mm-hmm. you already see yourself there, mm-hmm. feel yourself there, know it's possible. And then, you know, that happens. It's that whole shifting of your mm-hmm. subconscious because now your subconscious thinks you're supposed to be there. Yeah. And it's so weird how things just start lining up when we get our mindset right. Mm-hmm. And so then the next step for me was, okay, um, what about these walls I built around myself? Mm-hmm. Because I had walls around walls around walls. Mm-hmm. Even the people I was married to and dated, I still had walls. Like mm-hmm. They they might have thought they got close to me, but they they didn't get close enough, you know. Yeah. And those walls went up because I was vulnerable at some point in my life, and I did something and I didn't get the right outcome, you know. So mm-hmm. then you get hurt, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. That wall's going up. Mm-hmm. Mm, not doing that again. That wall's going up. But then there comes a place and time in life that you have to say, the walls have to come down. Because if you're not vulnerable, you're not going to have success. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have love. I mean, it takes being, it's a give and take, right? Right. Absolutely. So you have to get to a point that you're willing to be like, and by having those walls up all those years that I had them up, what, 38 years, 40 years, I, you know, yes, I kept all that out that I didn't want, but what, what was all the good I kept out? Mm-hmm. What people should have been in my life? Because I would go to networking events or different right. events and I would sit at the back. Nobody would talk to me, but I'm putting off the energy. Like I'm just, just, I'm, and then I would leave. I'm not attracting mm-hmm. what I should have been attracting. Right. Because I literally had walls up and people are probably like, what is wrong with her? Like, and they had all their opinions about me. Oh yeah. Me. They can definitely feel it. And, um, I'm sure. So when you're not able to just put the walls down. And it's, it's a process. Don't, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's not an overnight thing. Again, I'm still right. working on my walls because I still will, okay, we have a fence up, you know, we can, we can see through, <laughs> you know, you're still working on it. But if you can identify that and realize that, that life really begins when you can let the walls down mm-hmm. and you can realize that if somebody does hurt you or whatever, it's on them. It's mm-hmm. not you. If you're being the greatest version of yourself mm-hmm. and you're doing you and, and somebody does something to you that's wrong or walks out or you feel like, you know, they just like abandon you or whatever that, mm-hmm. that really has nothing to do with you and everything mm-hmm. to do with them or whatever they're dealing with. And I know that's hard to hear, but I had to learn that because mm-hmm. I would attach my worth to somebody else leaving me. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot. And, and so 
and then we stay stuck. Like we talked about right. that, at least until we get stuck. But when you can truly love yourself, and I'm not saying it doesn't hurt and you have to heal. Obviously, you do. Right. That, you have to. But you have to stay a certain level of being vulnerable because if you don't, then in letting those walls down, you're never going to live life to the fullest. You know, mm-hmm. life is a risk. You know, if you want to live life to the fullest, you got to go all in. You have to be like, okay take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm going to get myself out of my comfort zone and I'm going to, you know, every single day go all in, be the Mm -hmm. best I can be, do the best I can do. And that's all we can do. When Mm -hmm. you lay your head down at night, just knowing like, yeah, you're going to mess up. I have so many times too that I mess up, but it's like, okay, can't beat yourself up too much. Failure is a learning moment. Mm -hmm. So it's not, some people I've talked to too are like, well, I don't want to do that because I wonder if I fail. Yeah. But wonder if you don't take the risk and try. Like, yeah. you know, you, you, you have to put yourself out there. Yeah, I guess you get to a point when you, um, those limiting beliefs kind of s- screw up your progress and growth mm-hmm. in some ways because like, mm-hmm. you're not allowing yourself to be open to those mm-hmm. things that could help you. Like you're right. saying, you don't know what love you kept out or what right. good relationships you kept out because right. you had all these, right. these walls up. I totally understand that. I feel like... There's, there's a, you got so much going on in what you're doing. And, uh, I know that, uh, I, I just hear all these key points and I, and I hear it a lot from people too. Like, um, what do you feel is right now, let's just say right now Mm -hmm. that people are struggling with the most? I think people struggle with the most is, is their happiness, is, is, is finding happiness. You know, I this social media has been a big topic. I've talked mm. to so, so many people, and even one of my children keeps shutting their social media down. And I'm like, why, why are you doing that? And, and they're that comparison. Yes. You know, they're like, well, their life is so happy, and look at all they have. And I went to high school with them, and, and I'm not even, you know, and, and they beat themselves mm. up, and then they, they get depressed, and then... And Half that, of it's fake, anyways. And, well, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then, and then they they try to find their identity, and then they'll do one post, and they're like, "Oh, I got 50 likes," and they're all happy. And then they put and, and and so, I think a lot of people struggle with trying to fit in. But again, if you're trying to fit in, mm-hmm. you're not being genuine and authentic to who you are. So right. again, my big message to people is unleash your inner superhero. Be you. There's mm-hmm. only one you. Mm-hmm. Like. There's only one you. You have gifts and talents in you. The next person has gifts and talents that other per- people don't have. So mm-hmm. I feel like when I can help people to get into their lane, their purpose, mm-hmm. what they're meant to do, what they're meant to be, and that's where their focus is at, it's just becoming better and better at that, mm-hmm. you know, their happy level comes up too because we're, we're working on something. So they, they say this, what they say, um, Actions equal progress, and progress equals happiness. Mm-hmm. So when you can get them doing their right actions, mm-hmm. they're going to start seeing progress. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you have progress? You get happy. Yeah. Like, you, you hit a little goal, you're happy. Like, oh. Right. And so when most people, I just feel like, aren't happy, but they don't have any goals. They don't have any – they've given up. They mm-hmm. don't have any, like – they don't think it can be any better. And yeah. it can. And so when you sit down and talk to someone, and you're like, okay, we're going to make a roadmap for you for mm-hmm. the next 30 days – the next six months, the next year, let's start baby steps. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do in the next 30 days? I might give you some silly things to do, mm-hmm. but you know what? You're going to do them and you're going to feel something because you're going to be like, oh, I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then your belief in you starts getting higher and higher, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you're like, oh, I did that. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, as I'm working with you, 
and then we're getting to the next month mm -hmm. and then you're doing your the right actions which is creating the right you know mm -hmm. the right outcome and then you're happy and then you just keep doing this and you do this like for a year and all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh look at all I accomplished over. Mm -hmm. and then you're you you that belief level comes up because now you're in your purpose you're mm -hmm. doing your 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 path and mm -hmm. you're becoming the greatest version of you and you're feeling fulfilled that you can't get from somebody else. Mm -hmm. People want to find happiness in somebody else. I'll be happy when I find the perfect man. Yes. I'll be happy when I make so much money at my job. I'll be happy when I can start traveling the world. I'll be happy when I retire. I'll mm -hmm. be happy when I get my first house or first baby. And they're chasing these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can be happy right here in this moment. Mm -hmm. You know. You're losing all this it's, time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the progress. It's the journey. It's the... You know, it's just all the little things. And I wish sometimes, you know, like even when I write my book and I'm starting to write another book in speaking places because I wish I would have had someone tell me, yes. you know, these things. And I have a lot of, I would say 25 year old, 30 year old women who, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be 52 in March. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how they just gravitate to me, but I Good. gravitate to them. I love their energy yeah. and their love of mine, but it's like, if I can just turn around and instill some of this in them and help build them up. And yeah, to, so they go through all the and, stuff and, that you have, or you go know, the back way of to, getting to where you're at. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's 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 a journey in just learning, you know, how to be a queen. That's another thing, mm -hmm. you know, that I knew nothing of until mm -hmm. that's a new thing. I just mm -hmm. really, I mean, I'm always learning. So I would say two months ago I was talking mm -hmm. to this lady and we were, she, she does energy work. It was all interesting. We were sitting there talking and, and she's like, you know, you're you're a queen, and you need to walk in your feminine energy, mm -hmm. and you need to, when you are just you and you're being you, you're going to attract. You mm -hmm. have to stop pounding the ground and making things happen, because I've had to do that my whole life. Like, go, 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 mm -hmm. go, make it happen. She's like, you are, you're, you aren't born to be like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to understand what it means to be a queen, mm -hmm. and you need to groom yourself. And I'll just say this on a side note. Maybe someone needs to hear this, because I know <laughs> I just learned this, and mm -hmm. I'm 51, mm -hmm. so... Voila. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just now putting myself back out there in the dating world mm. in just slowly. I'm not any dating apps or anything yet, mm. but I'm just, my heart is ready to, to finally go down mm. that route again. And what I realized, you know, back in, back in the days, whenever mm. the girls wanted to go before the King, mm -hmm. they groomed them. Mm. They groomed them to be Queens. You know, how do you walk? How do you talk? How do you act? What does a queen do? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was years of grooming. Mm -hmm. So, us women who want our king, we don't want a boy. Mm -hmm. Boys cheat and put things down. That's boy behavior because mm -hmm. they haven't grown. They're they're still stuck in a teenage boy in a men's body because mm -hmm. they haven't worked through their stuff. Mm -hmm. Not putting them down, but that's just where they're at in life. But if you're wanting a king, a king acts differently. But a king is looking for a queen. Right. So when you're in your downtime and you know, you're single and you're just thinking, oh, life is this, and you're just like letting everything go, that's a time to work on you. Mm. What do I need to do to become a mm -hmm. queen, act like a queen, know when I walk in a room, know my value, know my worth, know what I bring mm. to the relationship, um, and then in the right time, you know, you'll find your king. And there's, to me, there's nothing better than two whole people coming together. Mm -hmm. I tell people, I say, that's a power couple. Mm -hmm. Most people, unfortunately, are too broken pieces of not even a whole. Mm. And so when you don't even have a whole person between the two people, mm -hmm. it's really hard to be with someone who you're wanting them to be your biggest cheerleader and to pour into you and you want that back and forth with each other. Mm -hmm. But when you have two whole people, 
and you you know you you're, you value each other's mm-hmm. like you know okay this is their job this is what they do and you you are their cheerleader you're their biggest supporter mm-hmm. and you're there on their your their down days and you're helping each other push you know you're you're just constantly getting stronger and stronger mm-hmm. you're not tearing each other down there's no jealousy there's no you know you're you're really truly wanting to pull the best out of that person mm-hmm. you know the person you're with you're you're there to help them see their value yeah, they're there yeah. so in this whole next phase of the whole dating okay <laughs> now I know but it does take time to get there to mm-hmm. know your self-love know your worth know what you're wanting but I would say the rest of my life will be the best years of our life it's just, it just it's one decision at a time it's the things we do today mm-hmm. will affect tomorrow and so it's it's never too late to start you know no matter where you're at in your age so it's just and like we said it's, it's process it's ne- it's never gonna yeah. You never arrive. Right. We're, I think <laughs> so, that's human nature is to right. continue to grow. And I think that's why that stagnation feels is so hard for people and it mm-hmm. brings them down so low yes. is that they, they're just stopped. Mm-hmm. They're stopped and they're not willing to go forward because of fear. Yes. Um, and I, I love the idea of self exploration mm-hmm. and self discovery. Um, I, I love I can see like your, your inner light is shines and that's, I I totally get that from you. And I I know that's hard for people who are, um, leaders to kind of accept that and not go after that because we're usually like go-getters. Like we're trying to get to a goal and there's, there's a little ebb and flow there that happens too. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I've done this amount of work now. Let me just let it, let let me let let it simmer for a little bit, you know? And I, I think it's, um, it's awesome that you're, that's why I was like 20, 25 years old. I think that's amazing because I feel like that really needs to be taught to people. Mm -hmm. That's something that's not given in school or Mm -hmm. it's not taught in social circles is self-respect and Mm -hmm. self-worth and self-love. Those are, it's not selfish. And I think a lot of people feel that way. It's not selfish to spend that time with yourself. Um, it's, it's what the older generation is trying to get back to mm-hmm. because we were caught in this program for so long that we didn't even know, we didn't even know to look outside of our blinders and see right. like, Oh yeah, there's right. a mirror and that's me. Right. No, we were too worried about raising kids right. or uh, being a wife right. or, um, our career focused person, mm-hmm. you know? And I know many women, Men too, who are now dealing with degenerative diseases, um, are broke. They're broke mm-hmm. ass people right, right now, right. and they're trying to figure out like, how am I going to live the rest of my life and not be this unhappy like right. person? Like, I'm I'm already unhealthy, mm-hmm. like physically, but my mind is unhealthy too because I I continue to put this myself in the situation, and and that's the other thing I was going to say. I. I like the idea of becoming responsible and not playing the victim. Like right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame everything else. Oh, the you know you get the, oh right. the the world just keeps it's the fates. You know, I remember right, that right. from a movie. Yep. It's the fates that got it in for me. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that. It's you do have the choice to make decisions. Mm-hmm. You you do have um, time to pause and and maybe take a different perspective mm-hmm. because emotions can screw that whole lens yeah. up. For you exactly um so kind of going out out of that and i, I kind of want to just touch a little bit on what do you 
what else do you do? I know you said you're a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. uh, what other things do you do that you want to highlight? And right now, that's that's what that's I, the that's biggest my, thing. That's well, I mean, I'm kind of coming out of personal training. I still do it okay. because I still have to have my income coming while I'm transitioning. Yeah. But my ideal thing is going to be to write more books, to speak places, mm -hmm. to you know get speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. Because to me, I have a message to share mm -hmm. to people, and I get very passionate about it because. I get more excited about people getting the results than they do. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need that person behind you that believes in you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're down and you're just not feeling it, but then you hear that word or you hear that encouragement mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm going to mm -hmm. keep going. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go because you're believing in me. Mm -hmm. No other reason. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so when I, when we talk about maximizing life, mm -hmm. so like I talk a little bit about my book, like what that means, but you're saying like all these areas of life that people are broken in. So to me, I'm trying to, it's, it's uh, people call it a movement. Maximizing life will be a movement mm -hmm. to get people to start thinking about all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So if we had a w wheel to be balanced in our life and you know, you have financial, maybe you have relationships to spiritual, mm -hmm. emotional, mental, mm -hmm. like the whole wheel. Mm -hmm. It's, it's putting time into each area of your life, you know, mm -hmm. just thinking about it because when one area gets broken, then the other one gets worn down and mm -hmm. then the other one gets worn down. You get an injury on your right arm and you compensate them pretty soon. You go get it worked on. Now something's wrong with the left arm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's maximizing life is, is taking your whole everything and elevating it and, and living level to level, but, um, without getting stuck, mm. you know, cause we, we go through mm -hmm. moments. So I was just sharing this with somebody else, you know, we're never truly out of our comfort zone living because you have to get out of your comfort zone to get to the next goal. And then for some, the way life works, usually you have a period of, okay, wow, mm. kind of have, you know, kind mm. of, but then before you know it, something happens mm -hmm. and now you're thrown back out. Mm -hmm. Either, either you're going to stay stuck there. Mm hmm or you're going to have to get back out of your comfort zone to go again. Mm -hmm. So it, maximizing life is living level to level without getting stuck, mm -hmm. you know, because life comes our way. Like when I, whenever I had a, a breakup, literally it took me two and a half years to get over it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going on a date with anybody else. I, I just can't function. I can't think I can't, why be stuck for that long mm -hmm. when somebody chose mm -hmm. to, you know, they had the choice. That's their choice mm -hmm. to be with who they want to be with. Why would I want to be with someone mm -hmm. who, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would stay stuck there. So I'm just helping people to realize, you know, the better version of you, the more you invest in yourself, it's easier. I don't want to say easier, but it's less time to work through things because you're just stronger, you're healthier, you know, you're mm -hmm. mentally stronger and mm -hmm. physically stronger and it all goes together. You know, we oh, have to, yes. like, it's the whole thing. So there's so many studies on it. Now they're talking about, because um, the whole mental health thing, um, I've been really reading on that because I have a lot of people that suffer with that. But what exercise can do for that? Oh, yes. It's just off the charts. I, I, I feel like, and I, and I say this to everybody, I'm like, just do something. Right. It doesn't matter thing. what. It, right. It doesn't even have to be, like you said, a thing that you right. like, but just do something because right. movement it moves the energy in your body. Mm -hmm. it, it gets your blood going. It gets your brain functioning better. Like right. there's all these benefits of it. Um, but here's the other thing. I think there, there, there's two sides of that because, and this is what I'm finding is there's the people who are need the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. They need to be slowed down right. because all they're doing is burning, right? Burning, burning, right, right, burning. Right, right, right. And so being able to recognize that 
Right. They already feel it. They already know it. You yeah. know it. You've probably yes, seen yes, it a yes. lot too. But recognizing, um, do I need to slow down or do I need to move? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and yes. not being afraid to sleep. Right. Or rest. I mean, right. we're all have some kind of sleep deficit, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But um, that, yeah, self discovery, just number one. Yeah. Number one, and being open to. Right. Just being open to listen and new things. Yeah. And, and ideas and, and growing and, you know, it doesn't mean it's not for you, but it's just, it's just continually learning. Well, like you, so the person's like, I don't want to deal with this, the self-love side. Right, right. That's, you, you right. can't pick and choose. Yeah. And a lot of times what I've learned in my own journey is the things that I don't really want to deal with mm-hmm. and just are really, they're really the things that are, okay, that's really what I should yeah. because it's kind of like, even when, you know, you go to the gym and work out. It's like, oh, I like to work out that, but not that. And it's like, well, that's yep. probably because you probably need to be working. Yeah, the, the big dude built <laughs> so, all up, and then he's so, got skinny legs. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of times the things we don't want to do are the things that we need to do. Yes. And when you can do those and you can push through it, the growth happens. Yeah. Awesome. So. I'm excited for what you're doing. I think it's, it's really special, and I'm glad somebody like you is, like, taking the reins and... Helping people out. It's so needed right now. Yeah. I, I started a group, you know, called Queendom Hood Living. Okay. And it's just a Facebook group that I have that you have to be invited to. But, I mean, it's for women. Yeah. Because my heart and my passion is to help build up women that, that first of all, I say it's a no gossip zone. Yes. And we're, we're learning what it means to be a queen. Mm-hmm. And we're there to support and uplift mm-hmm. and truly be there for each other. Mm-hmm. We were not there to compare. We're, we're learning our purpose, so we're staying in our lane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have people who do what I do who are close friends, and I'm so excited for them. And I, I purposely try to always post on their things or say things or say a prayer for them or whatever because, like, I want to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want there to be any type of a comparison thing because when you're the best version of you, I don't care if there's 25 life coaches out there. Right. And all 25 of us are staying in our lane doing our thing. Mm-hmm. There's room for everybody. Yeah, and, it is, and, <laughs> and it's not even just that, but I mean, I don't care what line of work you're in, mm-hmm. whatever you do, just Authentic. be the best that you can yeah. be at it and, you know, and be you and, and, and create something, you know, cause when you're you, that's what people do. They, mm-hmm. they buy you, they want, they want you, whatever that is, mm-hmm. as quirky as it can be. And like, I didn't even talk about this, but like for a while I was not going to start doing this because mm-hmm. I have ADD mm-hmm. and something else. I don't even know what you would diagnose it as, but I will literally be talking and I'll forget what I'm saying. Mm. Like, I'm not kidding. Like literally like we're talking like somebody just came and shut the door. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's kind of terrifying when mm-hmm. you're talking to people and mm. I don't take medicine for it, but you're, you're talking to people and then what was I saying? Hey, I look like an idiot. I'm on, I'm on stage here. I'm talking. I don't even know what, <laughs> yeah. okay, we're going to go back, but now I can laugh about it. So yeah. now I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. My ADD just kicked in. <laughs> I watched that girl walk out in that cute dress and I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. So <laughs> we're going to come back. I'll get back to my thing and start and, and come back. But learning to just be okay with, we all, we're not perfect. Right. I'm not perfect. And I don't ever want someone to think that I have it all together and I'm perfect and yes. I know all things. What I am is I'm a student of learning. And when I, I don't want to keep making the same mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, I want to learn and grow and learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I'm far from. So there's there's no there's no perfection <laughs> on anybody. So that's if that's what someone's yeah. looking for, you're gonna have a hard life because there, it's, yeah. it's it's. it's, it's <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think it exists. I don't know. 
yeah. I found it, but yeah. Well, I'm. I think we had a great so, chat. Yeah, Is there anything else that you would like to tell the world? Because that's just gonna be on Apple and Spotify. So, <laughs> well, do you want me to show my book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, just because it, this is some of the stuff that I talk about. This is, in the, in the way that I wrote this book, too, after each chapter, there is a, um, I left a place for notes. So behind each chapter, I have, like, a, a motivational quote. Like, this one says, create the best version of you. And then I have notes. So behind each chapter, I did okay. that on purpose. So as people are reading, because people that talk to me whenever they do this, it's really interesting. The mm -hmm. topics come up and the things they took away from it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even what I was saying. Oh, okay. I'm just like giving these topics. Think about self-love. Yes. Think about limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Thinking about letting your walls down. Mm -hmm. And as you read what comes to your mind, what comes to your life experiences, mm -hmm. what comes to your your um, experience with putting walls up. Mm -hmm. And then there's a place for notes for them to kind of journal their thoughts. In yeah. Them. And then at the end of this, I do give a 30-day um, challenge. Oh, so okay. that's in here. So it kind of, it's a 30-day challenge just to kind of get your mindset right. Yeah. You know get rid of the negativity of things and there's just some different things that I put in here to just Yay. help you like kind of start your yeah we'll your put a link back to, back to that we'll but put a link in the it's on um, Amazon and then people that don't like to read because mm -hmm. I'm so busy I'm a big audible girl yeah it's on audible too nice so yeah I've had people ask about that too <laughs> like yeah I'm like oh gosh I got to create more content now yeah just for the people who want to listen to it yeah for me, it's a time thing. I, I don't mind reading it, but I'm on the go all the time, so mm -hmm. I'm working out. I'm listening to it. I'm listening to books, or yeah, that's how I get it in. Driving in my car, I'm listening to books, getting ready in the morning. So, what do you want to say to everybody? What's your What's your final message? My final message is um, for today. <laughs> for today, if you're listening, just know that you are made for more. You you we were all made for more, and and just know that you're enough. Regardless of who has ever said anything to you, mm -hmm. you're you are enough. I think that's people need to hear that. Yeah. Like they're, you know, you're worthy, you're valuable, you're enough. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Your support will help me to continue this work. Until next time. Be love and namaste.